From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, you guys, exciting announcement. We are taking our signature event, Speed Dating for Mom Friends, to Chicago. We all know making friends is crazy hard when you're a busy mom. So that's why we do Speed Dating for Mom Friends, to take the guesswork out of friend making. We help you get matched with other moms that you'll really enjoy hanging out with. We're doing this event on Saturday, April 9th at the Grafton Pub in Lincoln Square. It's a great place. There will be mimosas and snacks. I'll be hosting. I'll be dating. I will be ringing a gong. We've done this event before in Brooklyn and in San Francisco, and we are thinking of this Chicago event as a pilot to take speed dating for mom friends national. So if you want this event to come to your city, tell your friends in Chicago to buy tickets now. The more successful this event is, the more likely we are to take it to other cities. And Chicagoans. Book your sitter now or or tell your partner that you're going to need them on kid duty on April 9th from 10 to noon because you deserve this. For more info and for tickets, go to LongestShortestTime.com. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. Lately on the show, we've spent a lot of time talking about moms and work. We had Franny the farmer. We had Pratima, the obstetrician and abortion provider. Today, we've got a mom whose job began with a long bus ride. It was a trip led by a bunch of bossy, irritable people in matching outfits. She was squeezed into her seat with three rolly suitcases full of all her possessions in the world. Here I am trying to get off the bus with all these suitcases in the duffel bag. And I'm trying to roll them because I'm so exhausted from carrying them. And they're like, no, you have to pick them up. And I'm like, I can't. There's three of them. <laughs> so they, they um, immediately I get smoked. Darlene Martinez was in the military. Smoked is that thing you think of when you picture a drill sergeant making you drop and do a ton of push-ups. With all my suitcases on top of my hands <gasps> as I am doing push-ups. <sighs> so, and the gravel, and the hot weather. Yeah, you would have blisters for days. <laughs> Darlene was in the Army for about 15 years. She's a single mom with three young kids, which... Just imagine what that must be like. This this is a job where you have to run several miles a day, no matter how tired you are. At the drop of a hat, you could be called away from your kid, not just overnight or for a couple of weeks, but for months on end. You could get shot in the back twice. We'll be getting to that. 
Today, Darlene Martinez will talk about the unique challenges of being a mom in the military, how the job has impacted her parenting, and how being a parent changed her approach to her job. That time when Darlene did the push-ups with the suitcases on her hands, she was just 17 years old. She graduated high school at 16. That's when she signed up for the Army, which is actually too young to enlist yourself. But she wanted to join so badly that her dad took her to the local recruiting office and signed a waiver to let her in early. This military thing, it didn't come out of the blue. Darlene had been talking about joining since she was four years old. Her dad was in the Special Forces. I would always look at his picture with his green beret, and I was like, I wouldn't be just like my dad. He looks so sharp and so professional. <laughs> I want to be a soldier just like him. Darlene grew up in the Bronx. Her mom died when she was 12, and she and her brother moved in with their grandparents in Puerto Rico because their dad wasn't home much. He was away a lot on secret missions during Desert Storm. Back then in the 80s, it wasn't that, you know, there wasn't that much opportunity for you to be calling home and whatnot. But he would always write us letters, and I would always hold those letters dear to me. And um, till this day, I have a bunch of, like, stuff from him that I still keep in a keepsake box. Like what? Well, I have his picture that I still had from when I was four years of age. <laughs> um I have like a little Mickey Mouse that he drew for me, letters, and a little teddy bear in uniform. (laughs) As much as Darlene admired her dad, she didn't really know what being in the military was like. The nine weeks of basic training took a toll on her. It breaks you a little bit because um, you don't have your family. And it was my my first time being away on my own. And, um, you know, you get authorized phone calls, but it's timed. So you only get like one minute or two minutes, depending on your behavior, to call your family members. And the drill sergeant used to be like standing right in front of you, waiting for you to finish those two minutes of call. Darlene said she noticed other people were struggling too. There were so many people trying to commit suicide over family issues that the drill sergeants didn't want to listen to. Lots of people were in new marriages and dealing with what it meant to be living long distance. Spouses were leaving or threatening to leave. And on top of it all, people had drill sergeants yelling at them, you know, humiliating them in front of their peers. Things were especially hard for women. You're a woman and, you know, it's a man's army. Most of the men don't see you as equals. So, yes, you're, you're going to have, you know, a lot that will, you know, support women in the military, but... Unfortunately, when I went through, there were a lot of people that were, you know, against me being in the military and wearing the uniform. So it was tough at the beginning during those, you know, the early 2000. um, I had incidents where um, males would be like, well, if you don't do this for me or if you don't sleep with me, you're not going to advance or whatever. I never, you know, um, entertained any of those ideas, but... There were a lot of people that would use their power and their rank to pursue their, you know, their own agendas. Not long after basic, Darlene was stationed in Germany. When she was 19, she met a guy at a nearby base and they got married fast, just a matter of months. And then he got deployed. But things were going well for Darlene. She had a reputation for being the stud of her unit. That's military jargon for being the best at physical training, you know, running, push-ups, sit-ups. 
Then one day I had a physical fitness test and I had to run the two miles, the push-ups and the sit-ups. I passed my push-ups. I passed my sit-ups. And then all of a sudden for my run, I just felt really sick. And I felt like I wanted to throw up right there. And then my my supervisor, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just don't feel like you know my usual self. I feel sick. I feel like I need to throw up. And she's like, well, you did outstanding for your push-ups and your sit-ups. Is there a chance you're pregnant? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> Darlene went to the OBGYN on the base, took a pregnancy test. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're three months pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, that's impossible. <laughs> and they're like, nope, that's not impossible. It happens. <laughs> Darlene was shocked because she'd had some bleeding around the time that she'd normally get her period. This is something that's surprisingly common in early pregnancy. Also very confusing. Darlene was excited to become a mom, but now she had to figure out how to do her job with a growing belly. She was exempt from physical training. Now, the regulation on this has changed since Darlene's first pregnancy. These days, pregnant women in the military work out three times a week, and they have to be back in shape to pass a physical test about six months after giving birth. Is there a special uniform that you wear when you're pregnant? There is, but I always refuse to wear the pregnancy uniform because I always believed that it looked like a penguin suit. <laughs> so what I did end up doing was maintaining to, you know, the use of my regular military top and just adjusting the um, the pants. So I wore the pregnancy pants instead of the regular military pants. Do they have that same like band that maternity jeans have? Yes, they do. So did you have peers that you could ask, you know, questions to if you had them about like how to be a mom in the military? Oh, definitely. You always have like other female um, either peers or subordinates. Um, In my case, I had um, I remember her to this day because I still call her sometimes, but it was um, Staff Sergeant Ebony Dubois and uh, she's from Compton, California. And she was pretty much like uh, the mama bear in the pack. (laughs) She would always look out for all her female, you know, enlisted soldiers and would make sure that, you know, if they needed anything, that she was there for them. Darlene and her husband split up less than a year after tying the knot. She says he cheated on her while on deployment. He's never been part of their daughter's life. Darlene divorced him by the time their daughter was just three months old. The military gives you six weeks of maternity leave, and Darlene spent that time bonding with her daughter and breastfeeding. Then, at the end of the six weeks, her daughter went into full-time daycare, and Darlene was right back on the job, with the same demanding fitness routine as before. Breastfeeding was pretty much impossible to do because of work demands. You have to always, you know, be at work. You can take a break to, you know— pump out your milk or anything like that because the policies in the in the military back then weren't supportive of, you know, breastfeeding or anything like that. And how how do you even deal with that because um that's very physically painful to not be able to pump out if you're full. Oh yeah, it it was very very painful. I even got like um an infection which, you know, caused me to go into sick call. Um and I was feverish and everything just because I I kept piling so much milk and um it was to the point that, you know, I, I had to completely stop breastfeeding and just formula feed my daughter. Did you ask at all about um, 
being able to have the opportunity to pump? I did. But the thing is, you know, during that point in time, my female NCO, non-commissioned officer, was gone on a vacation and I had a male um, supervisor. So he didn't believe in, you know, leaving your, you know, your post on, until properly relieved. That, that's what he used to say. And I'm like, well, I need to be properly relieved because I'm in pain. I need to, you know, pump this milk out because my daughter's going to need it. And he's like, there's formula out there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I was, you know, a lower enlisted back then. So I wasn't as supported as when I made rank and I made, you know, sergeant. So it, it was, it was kind of tough, um, you know, in the military back then. In September of 2015, the Army released a new breastfeeding policy. Breastfeeding soldiers are to be given designated private spaces to pump and the time to get it done. But there are no regulations on exactly how much time. That needs to be worked out on a case-by-case basis between soldiers and their commanders. Coming up, Darlene faces a major dilemma for a single mom. Leave your baby or lose your job. Stay with us. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We're back with Darlene Martinez, who first became a mom in the military back in 2004. You were deployed not too long after your first child's birth. How long was it after she was born? Well, she was three months old when they deployed me, which was illegal. According to Army regulations, new moms are supposed to be given at least six months before they can be deployed. That's twice the amount of time Darlene was actually given. But my chain of command completely went against the regulations and only gave me two days to drop my daughter off back, you know, stateside and deploy the following day. Did you know that it was illegal at the time? I didn't. I was, you know, I, I believed what my my superiors would tell me and I wouldn't contest anything they were saying because one thing in the military when you're lower enlisted, if you contest something um, from a supervisor, you, you know, it's grounds for an Article 15 
Article 15 gives commanders the authority to punish soldiers for minor infractions. So I was scared. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm alone. I, I have, it's only me and my daughter. Darlene gets deployed to Iraq. And she's got to figure out what to do with her daughter quick. So I had to contact one of my aunts in Puerto Rico. So I asked her, listen, um, I have to, you know, live leave Crystal with somebody and I need to deploy. So my my aunt immediately, she's like, okay, just bring her over. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll take care of her. So I went to Puerto Rico for one day, dropped her off and turned back around the same day. She's off to Iraq for a full year. It was horrible. I was crying the entire time on the flight back. I, um... Even the uh, the stewardess at the uh, at the airplane was like, "I'll bring you something strong to calm your nerves." And I'm like, "No, I don't want to drink anything. I don't, I'm not a drinker. I'm fine." And she's like, "Well, you need something because it's not going to be easy." Darlene gets to Iraq, and then pretty soon she finds out her deployment has been extended from 12 months to 15. Um, but my my aunt, she was amazing. She kept in, you know, in contact with me either through mail or through um, email. And she would always send me pictures, um, like emails every day of my daughter. So like, were you able to interact at all with your daughter? Could you make phone calls? Yes, I was able to make phone calls and at least, you know, listen to her cooing or, or you know, laughing and stuff like that. But it was hard because as a mother, you know, you want to be with your child. You want to see them grow and not miss, you know, those initial stages of their life. Because once it's gone, you know, you're not going to have that time ever again. This was 11 years ago. There was no, like, video chat. Correct. In the meantime, Darlene's in Iraq working in human resources, which which is basically a computer job. But you're on call for combat whenever a mission comes up. Day-to-day, though, Darlene's providing support to soldiers, updating their family history, their benefits, delivering their mail. So she's driving around a lot. And then one day, something happens. She's in a convoy of cargo trucks and Humvees. There's like 30 to 40 people in all. One of the cars hits an IED. And all of them, except for hers, catch fire. Darlene gets out of the vehicle, runs toward the explosion to help. Suddenly, everyone's under attack. People are getting shot left and right. Darlene gets two bullets in her back. Somehow, though, she keeps moving. And um, I continued to put IVs, put, you know, uh, wound dressings on on the other, you know, soldiers that were with me. Um, Not caring for myself because that was, the adrenaline was so much, I didn't even feel anything happen to me. Darlene eventually passes out. When she wakes up, she's lying in a hospital bed. I honestly, I thought I was dying and I wasn't, you know, going to be able to see my daughter ever again. And that was close to, you know, the day that I had to return. So I'm like, you know, this close to seeing my daughter and now this. The only thing that I remember was, you know, picturing her, like the last picture my aunt sent me. That was like fresh in my, you know, in my mind. And then how did you get back to her? Well, when I got back, I had this huge, you know, welcome home ceremony. My family was just so ecstatic that they invited the news, um, the news, the local news channel to um, <laughs> to film my, my arrival. And 
my only worry was to see my daughter and have her run towards me. That was, you know, the image that I pictured in my mind. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Obviously, it didn't go that way. She saw me as a complete stranger and started crying. She was scared of me. So I was completely heartbroken. What did you do? Well, I was frustrated for, for a couple of days, but, you know, not because of her or at her. I was, you know, mad at, you know, the military keeping me away from her. For the next few days, Darlene stays with her aunt, uh, just trying to get her two-year-old Crystal to warm up to her. But Crystal is so used to being with the aunt that Darlene decides it'll be best if they can be together one-on-one. So she brings Crystal back to Germany with her and spends the next month on leave, reconnecting. I used to hide in the bathroom and I, I got her like a little playphone and I would talk from one playphone to another playphone and just, you know, pretend call her. And she would have to like talk to me. And I think that that worked out a little bit for, for us in, in the sense of getting to communicate. Yeah, like I'm that lady from the phone. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like one of the hardest things I've, I've had to endure. I mean, I endured war, but I didn't, that didn't hurt me as much as being away from her. Crystal's 11 now. Of course, she was too young to remember that year of separation. But Darlene says she feels it had a lasting impact on their relationship. Of her three kids, Crystal seems to have the greatest need for alone time with mom. In a minute, we'll hear about what happened when Darlene's family grew. Don't go away. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. We're back with Darlene Martinez. Darlene has two more kids now. Robert, who's seven, and Kaylee, who's three. They're each from different relationships, both military guys. Neither one of those guys is in the picture anymore. Both of those relationships ended because of cheating, just like her first marriage. Darlene says there's a lot of cheating in the military. When guys go on temporary duty somewhere, a lot of them call it temporary divorce, which often leads to actual divorce. 
Darlene says as a single mom in the military, she felt the need to prove herself constantly, you know, to show that she wasn't weak, that her kids wouldn't get in the way of any task, any mission. Eventually, she became a drill sergeant. Here's what she sounded like. Hello, privates. My name is Drill Sergeant Martinez. You would address me as Drill Sergeant at all times. Never call me Sergeant Martinez or nothing because I did earn my Drill Sergeant hat, so you will call me Drill Sergeant. Now Darlene was the one smoking cadets, getting them to do things like hold a push-up for five minutes at a time. So you kind of see that little picturesque phase of a child crying because they did something wrong and they were punished for it. Being in the military is all about discipline. Um, what kind of a disciplinarian are you as a parent? As a parent, what I do is like I have an on and off switch. So when I'm in uniform, you know, I am a soldier. When I take off that uniform, the switch turns off and I'm, you know, a mom. So I like to, you know, have an open relationship with my children where they feel comfortable enough to come to me with any kind of issues. I don't like to instill, like, fear in my children or scream or anything like that at them. Each weekend, Darlene gives one of her kids a day to pick a special activity. Crystal, the oldest, likes fancy restaurants. Robert, the middle kid, he likes ropes courses. Kaylee, the youngest, likes Chuck E. Cheese's. And um, when they behave badly, I just tell them, you know, you're not going to have your special day until you learn what you did wrong. Has your parenting influenced um, your approach to being a, a drill sergeant? Definitely. I was very strict. It, it was pretty much my mentality was it's my way or the highway. And that's kind of mm -hmm. like a motto the Army, Army has. But um, I was always, you know, open to listen before I was, I put, you know, the hammer down. So I would allow my soldiers to come to me with whatever concerns or whatever issues And I would talk to them as a human being. I wouldn't like snap and be completely um, inhumane. So um, because I knew that I I worked with people that were very, very volatile and um, they would snap because they didn't have children like I did. So they didn't, they didn't know how to be a parent or how to take care of these youngsters that came through, you know, basic. So they would just be, you know, screaming. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about this. But you always have to at least show some sort of, you know, humanity towards them because they undergo so much and they volunteer to put on a uniform. It's not like, um, you know, they, they have an obligation to do it. So we should, you know, be able to listen to them, listen to what's going on with them. Maybe, you know, by listening to them, you can avoid a suicide or something. As a drill sergeant, Darlene often thought back to her peers who contemplated suicide back when she was a cadet. And she figured now she had the chance to handle things differently than her superiors had. I had a soldier once that he had a DWI. But the reason why he had a DWI was because immediately after he came back from deployment, his wife abandoned him and took their child away. So... The, the chain of command immediately wanted to, okay, we have to give him an Article 15 and kick him out of the army. And I'm like, you're not listening to the soldier. You need to listen to them before you give them, you know, disciplinary action. And what would you say to a criticism that that, that approach um, would lead to a softening of people in the military? Um, I don't think that the military would be soft with that kind of approach. 
it doesn't break anyone to just be human. I mean, just having that kind of instinct, maternal or paternal instincts, goes a long way. Darlene tries to listen attentively to her kids, too. Her oldest daughter, Crystal, turned 11 in December. I was like, Crystal, what do you want for your birthday? What's the one thing you want the most for your birthday? And she's like, time. And I'm like, what do you mean time? And she's like, I want time to be with you. I want you to be here, home. I want you to spend more time with me. I don't want you to put on a uniform every day. I just want you to be my mom. So that completely destroyed me. I was like, it was like a smack to reality. Like you are, you know, taking your job too serious. You're always trying to compete to prove everybody else that you can be a single parent and you can be a soldier. It's time to decide whether you want to be a soldier or you want to be a mom. So make up your mind. She picked mom. Darlene went into the reserves, but that didn't actually change anything that much because she was constantly being put on active duty. So she went to the VA. She filled out some paperwork and became a veteran. She's just about officially retired now, living off disability because of her gunshot wounds. And she's doing stuff that she just couldn't do when her time was taken up with giving people orders. Back when I was in active duty, they cannot join any extracurricular activities. So now with me being, you know, a veteran, they're able to join whatever clubs they want. They can go to whatever meetings they have. They even have sleepovers. They, I, I was, they were never able to have sleepovers when I was on active duty because I was like, I don't have time to like watch other people's kids. I have to be up in the morning. I have to get you dressed. And we have to work with that clock. If we don't work with that clock, I'm going to be late for formation. It's not going to work out. Darlene and her kids have figured out the things that they all like to do together. They love scary movies. They love The Walking Dead, even the three-year-old. They love going on road trips. A couple weeks ago, they drove to Pennsylvania so Darlene could audition for The Voice, something her kids talked her into. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. That's her audition tape. Despite everything, Darlene says she still loves the military. She misses helping soldiers going through marital problems and sexual abuse. She misses helping them be heard by commanding officers who might not otherwise listen. And she misses the camaraderie. You know, it's hard to form deeper bonds with people than when you nearly die beside them. Darlene lives in Watertown, New York now. When she drives around town with her purple heart plates, people think she must be married to a war hero. It doesn't occur to them that she is the war hero. Darlene's not in the army anymore, but she's keeping busy getting her undergrad degree. I'm going to um, the local school here so that I can pursue medical school. Wait, but that's not something that's going to keep you home. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, I'm probably going to be able to do that like after, you know, they grow up. So that's why I'm going to take it little by little. 
Maybe we'll check back in with Darlene when she's Dr. Martinez. Here at The Longest Shortest Time, we want to know how the military has touched your family's life. Maybe you're in the military. Maybe you're a military spouse. Maybe you were a military brat. Or maybe your kid has been friends with one and and they had to move away. We want to hear all about it. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and leave your comment on this episode. That's episode 77. This podcast is produced by me, Hilary Frank, and Abigail Keel. We are edited by Peter Clowney. Our engineers this week are Pete Karam and the Reverend John Delore. Our theme music is by The Batteries Duo. We get editorial support from Anne-Marie Baldonado and Antonia Akitunde. Huge thanks this week to Meredith Turk, who helped us find Darlene. Meredith is doing a local lore project with North Country Public Radio. It's about one of the most deployed army units in the country. Check it out at ncpr.org slash homefront. Don't forget to get tickets for Speed Dating for Mom Friends in Chicago. And please, if you like this show, help us out and subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in iTunes. And while you're there, rate us and write us a review. Doing these things makes it easier for new people to find the podcast. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we love to hear your stories. We love to tell your stories. So tell us something fun. Tell us something weird. Tell us something about your kids or about your parents. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and submit your story. Hey, this is Stephen Dubner from Question of the Day. This week, James Altucher and I have a special guest host. Brian Koppelman, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Brian Koppelman. Brian is one of the creators of the new Showtime show, Billions. This week, we talk about what it's like to be the showrunner of a hit show. I'll be the first person to just say, that was dumb, I was wrong about that, let's change it. Also, why actual billionaires want to be involved with the show Billions. They only feel burned if you leave them out. Subscribe to Question of the Day on iTunes, and you can listen on Earwolf.com or via your favorite podcasting app. Stand up. You sing Earwolf? Yeah. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com.